All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I hate to break the fishing news after your check, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 218 of the Real Life Podcast. 218 episodes of this nonsense. Goddamn, that is None. impressive. I couldn't tell you a single thing we've talked about. No. <laughs> it's funny, too. There's been many line changes, lineup changes to get to this point as well. But this has probably been the longest this specific crew has been together in a while. I'm trying to remember what episode I started on. Because it's been well over a year now since I've been on the pod. Mm-hmm. And now we're cranking out two a week. And now we're cranking out two a week. So uh, and I, I did the first like year and a half of this motherfucker from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Really? International. See? At a podcast studio in my condo. Wow. But originally, we used to have to clear out of uh, upstairs at Nation HQ because Gregor and Strudwick would come in to record it, and we would all have to kind of like scatter for an hour while they were doing it. I had the foresight of plugging Gregor and Strudwick together on my podcast, and then they did such a good job, they went and did it on the radio for like 40 hours. <laughs> Uh, this is episode 218 of The Pod. I'm Tyler Rumtrek. Wanya's here. Bag Milk's here. Jay is here as well. This podcast is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. I call it the number one noodle shop in Edmonton. I would assume the numbers back me up on that as well. Part of the reason we all love them so much, 10% of all proceeds go to, or all of all in-store proceeds go towards a local charity every week. We really plugged it on Monday. Jay, just quickly, who's the charity again this week? Uh, this week, we are partnered up with the Business Center. The Bissell Center. Great charity. Great choice. Go get some noodles yep. this weekend. Eat up. Yeah. Make your belly hungry. I was, I was at the Bissell Dude, Center three times this week. We shot the video for the for for the for the uh, uh, donation campaign. We went and dropped off a ton of pizzas on Tuesday, and then tomorrow we're dropping off a bunch of noodles from the factory. So we are all in Bissell Center this week. And uh, for those who are sitting there going, wow, Jay sounds just slightly muffled. It's still good, but it's slightly muffled. You are in a cab right now in Vancouver. Correct. I just landed in Vancouver about 30 minutes ago. I tried to time the start of this podcast uh, to be uh, when I got out of the cab. Why, uh, why, why, why are you flying around? Why, why? What is uh, this fucking World War One, Battle of Britain, <laughs> World War Two? Why do you think you have to go to play? 
I got, uh, we've got some meetings. Uh, I'm meeting with the Canucks Army content team today to talk about the season that was. and the You're risking your life be. for Vancouver Canucks hockey? <laughs> uh, you know, we've got a good team uh, in Vancouver, and so I, I felt it was important we get together and, and have a chat and kind of start planning and put in some FaceTime. And then I've got some uh, other nation-related meetings lined up uh, that will be consuming my full day tomorrow with some potential partnerships we're working on for next season. So it is, uh, yeah, I'm taking our uh, Edmonton hockey game to the Vancouver streets. Do not fuck around. Oh, that is my, my mask off. Oh, I word of warning. For I've been wearing a mask for six hours. Yeah, oh yeah. man, it's not. I just took it off. Now it feels great. It's I, the new ski boot coming off. I want to go. Oh, yeah, touche. I want to <laughs> come in. Uh, you know, frontline workers, people who work in hospitality, essentially anyone who's in a public facing job that's to wear a mask for eight plus hours. Uh, I got a lot of respect for you because this has been six hours and it's been intense. Which makes it even more ridiculous, the fucking assholes that can't even wear it for 20 minutes when they go into a grocery store. Oh, yeah. I was at the gas station the other day, and the lady in front of me was buying scratch tickets, and she didn't wear a mask. And you could tell the guy at the desk, like, really wanted to be like, you can't be in here without a mask. But he was also just, like, trying to get it over with without confrontation. It was very awkward. Anyway, I don't get I don't get how people don't get it. How's that? Yeah. Um, the one that it, hold on, I want to talk about a thing right now, real quick. It's about okay. Noodle Noodle indirectly before I lose my train of thought. Yep. Jay, I had this dream the other night, and I wrote down beside my bed on a piece of paper, Noodle King. And yep. I like, forgot to look. And then, like, two days later, I look, I'm like, oh, what's on my dream pad? And I went, Noodle King. I had this dream that a competitor to Oodle Noodle started called Noodle King. And somehow they were like 10 steps ahead of us at every turn. And in our dream, we were like, Noodle King, fuck, fuck. And everybody was like, I like Noodle King. I don't like Oodle Noodle. And I was like, oh, no, it's all turning to shit. And everybody loved Noodle King in my dream. And then when I woke well, up, I'd written down Noodle King. They Not overstepped to, you as podcast sponsor. We were real life like, brought to you by Noodle dream, King. <laughs> in my dream, they were working with Copper and Blue. Ooh, those And they're like, oh. and we were like, they're doing the same exact plan. Uh-oh. And I was and, Noodle King. Noodle and King. I, I thought this was going to be like a, a spinoff of the Longboy Gang. That's where I thought you were going with this. Nope. Noodle King was going to whoop us. And we were like petrified because they were like way better at everything. Well, I don't want to scare you, but there is a Noodle King in Edmonton, but I believe it's a Vietnamese faux shop. Ah. No, this had like an amazing logo with like a huge crown on top. And they had billboards. <laughs> they had someone, billboards someone is everywhere. taking notes right now. And they're like, I'm Rhoda. Noodle Noodle. The Noodle King, man, they were not to be fucked with in my dream. Well, here is a <laughs> testimonial from uh, Noodle King. Uh, I had a dream as well about Noodle King, and I went in and I got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, I went into in my Noodle dream. King. I went into Noodle King, and there was uh, there was just bugs everywhere. No, in my dream, they had like delivery vans everywhere, and they were like ripping up the houses, and they were all getting out Noodle King, and we were like <gasps> Noodle King. Speaking Anyways, of bugs everywhere. That was my everywhere. dream about Noodle King, which is indirectly an ad for Oodle Noodle. Speaking of bugs everywhere, last <laughs> week I talked about the sign that fell off my front door and I didn't want to put a hole in my door. It was a whole thing. I got a ton of great ideas online. So I want to give a big thank you to everyone who uh, reached out to me with helpful advice. Uh, I forget who it was who tweeted me and said I need one of those over the door hangers. I think that is going to be the way I go. Um, someone else DM'd me and I think I have their name right here. Oil. Oil aholic, oil caholic. That's a hell of a name. He says I need. I I forgot to respond to his DM. My bad, oil caholic. He said put a thumbtack on your sign on the door. Um, So I think I I, I might look into that as well. But anyways, this week in what's going on at Tyler's condo, we have a ladybug problem. Like we don't. That's adorable. Are you talking about that sports movie with Rodney Dangerfield? No. So yeah, you can't stop watching it. You can't have a ladybug problem. That's a great movie. It's been going on for like a few months now. Like there's never any flies in our house. We're good at, you know, no fruit flies. We don't leave a lot of stuff on the counter. I don't know where these ladybugs are getting in because we don't keep any plants inside either. There's one succulent, but there's always late. There's always one or two ladybugs. You'll find them if you look hard enough and you, uh, you put them on a piece of paper, you throw them outside. Then like a day later, you're like, holy shit, there's two more ladybugs in here. I don't understand Dude, where they're coming from. You have a ladybug tree, you fool. You're growing them. Yep. 
there was about a five day period, uh, early August, maybe where my shed outside, like was, it, it looked like a ladybug with all the dots because there were so many goddamn ladybugs on the shed. Um, and kind of just time healed all wounds and they (laughs) just kind of went away. Because I'm not, not, not like, because I, I think it's like bad woo woo to like screw <laughs> the ladybugs. So like, I let them take over and run the ship for a few days. But then they kind of just, I think, admired my respect and just kind of oh, left just... and did the next phase of ladybug business. Tyler, did you know that ladybugs can eat up to five thousand aphids? Aphids? How do you say that word? A feed. A feed. In their life. Ap- 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 really? That's ap- the one. There it is. There you go, Tyler. I could tie no this back into aphids. a oodle noodle out as well i could say a ladybug eats five thousand aphids in their lifetime and you eat five thousand spring rolls in your lifetime I can do don't that. eat I a noodle right king now. eat a oodle noodle <laughs> yeah five i've probably already eaten five thousand spring rolls i would build a log cabin out of spring rolls and eat my way out because there was no door in this construction instead of a gingerbread house around christmas time do a spring roll house oh, little, oh what about what Your rim bread spring roll. What the hell? That's a very good idea. Did I just mm-hmm. give you the next Oodle Noodle holiday marketing campaign? Well, yeah. I, we better do it, old Noodle King will. Noodle King, that bastard. With this noodle, I imagine Noodle King. You know how, like, in a TV show, there'll be the episode where, like, it's the doppelgangers and they're, like, the opposite. Yes, they're man. the evil version. That's going to be Noodle King. They'll have but someone they named, But they were better like, than us. And we were, Jay and I in my dream were, like, they're 10 steps ahead, I remember thinking, like, there was some game where they were way ahead of us on every play and they were everywhere. They had delivery vehicles like every other house on the street. They have someone named Bagged Flower running all of their social media content. Hi, uh, he's a dick. His memes are his memes are whack. Hey, did you like that full house one we did, Jay? Uh oh yeah. DJ Tanner and Steve. Of course. Mm-hmm. Praising your beloved wontons. You, you can't lose with full house content. Exactly. Original deep full house. Deep oh, fried wontons. As you we got to talk about that more. We got to talk about deep fried wontons. More. We did back to back deep fried wonton meat. Everyone. Oh no, no. I know. I know you guys are doing it, oh, but I'm just saying, like, everyone needs to try them. Like, they are legit. Like we start when we first launched Oodle Noodle, we had them, but we had a different supplier and they weren't good, so we pulled them back. This new setup we have, oh, they're legit. Try them. Let me know. Prove me wrong. Do not go to Noodle King. No. Their deep fried wontons are actually not wontons. They're ladybugs. I saw this news story pop up today, and I thought it'd be interesting to bring up on the podcast. Um, There was a police raid at a $9 million home. I believe it was in Markham, Ontario. Yeah, in Markham, Ontario. $9 million mansion. Police raid finds an illegal underground casino. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's wild. That is one point five million dollars worth of booze on hand. Wow! Whoa! Wow! Full slot machine setup, bed and breakfast, and wink. Other illegal activities. <laughs> wink. The gated, high security Markham Mansion had an extensive wine cellar and bar, kennels for German Shepherd guard dogs, and thirty-two foot high ceilings. That feels like it's like a weird oh. real estate listing. It's like, oh, gated Ooh. high security, oh, wine cellar and bar, kennels for your Ooh. guard dogs, 32-foot high ceilings. Who ratted and ruined that party? Yeah, no kidding. This there were people like the most- coming there from all around the world. It was like a tourist destination. This sounds, oh, like, that, the, this sounds like that Tom Cruise movie, Eyes Wide Shut. where they all It was, man. Night. It was like that. It was Everybody looked like a Bond villain. Yeah. Imagine being like Jeff Bezos and just going there right now, buying the house and being like, everybody come back. I'm not going to charge any of you. Ergo, it's not illegal. Uh-huh. And then just witnessing. There must have been mobsters and shit in there. Good. Uh, I wonder how long that was going on for. Years. It was like a specially built mansion. Yeah, wow. it, is, it is a fascinating story. Fascinating. Wow. I guarantee Bezos has got a mansion full of shady doings going on somewhere, allegedly, in my opinion. you got to think that there's an underground crazy shit like that that right now they're like thank god mine didn't get busted <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna get i'm gonna get more dogs <laughs> they're like all right this one got busted we're good for at least eight to twelve months until they start yeah. looking for the next one no way they'll find the other one down the road never <laughs> never uh um all right I'm, I'm gonna steer this back on the rails a little bit here do we want to talk hockey or do we want to talk big brother both 
well, okay, we'll pick one first. I'm going to go with hockey because I wrote it down. Um, so the Oliver ekman Larson rumors have been pretty, pretty strong for the last couple of weeks. And then uh, combined with the Oscar Clefbaum news that's not news that is probably going to become news soon, um, it, it seemed like the, uh, the, the Oliver ekman Larson thing was going to happen at some point. And then we get a report from Darren Dreger like 45 minutes before we start recording today. Uh, things are believed to be intensifying in Arizona, but the Oilers have been told Ekman Larson will not waive his no trade list to go there. Is it a good or bad thing that Ekman Larson is going to refuse to come to Edmonton? And I think that's a legitimate Shame question on to you. ask. Shame on you, Oliver. We even have a neighborhood named after you. How dare you? That's you used to. We're changing it. Hmm. Uh, I personally, I think it's a good thing. He's he's kissing thirty if he's not already thirty. Plus, he's got. Yeah. He's entering year two, I believe, of an eight-year contract that pays him eight point two five. Like the money doesn't make work, make sense. Oliver Ekman Larson is a hell of a defenseman, but this deal doesn't come with a time machine that makes him twenty-five years old again. So, and I, we already traded Taylor Hall for him once. That's right, and I just like I just I don't see how missing out on this guy is going to be the thing that sinks the franchise, even with the club bombers. It won't sink us, you know. It, it, with the cliff bomb news, it would actually that was that was kind of I was forming an appetite to do it. Like, remember, we only need the next four years or five years of Oliver Ekman Larson to be good, not the sixth or seventh year. We've got a five-year window, so like I was kind of down for it, all depending on what assets we were going to give up for it. Um, but because especially with the with with the cliff bomb news, but like. I, it's not the end of the world. Um, there's going to be some other moves that we can we can try and make that are hopefully much cheaper than than that. But uh, it was worth pursuing. Shame on you, Oliver, for snubbing and turning your back on Connor McDavid. I don't know if you and know Leon that. he's the best and the huge heart winning Leon Drysaddle. You twat. Uh, anyways, I, I think I see it as a bad thing. Like, especially if the like I know Rashawn just said he was speculating the other day when he was uh, talking about it on the yeah. radio, but. If 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 the trade was a first plus Bouchard plus uh, Russell Russell or whatever, that's it's just too much. Yeah. The the Coyotes they made their bed with this deal, and I don't know why the Oilers should have been so willing. If that was the deal, of course, and again, Rashawn said he was speculating, but like I don't see why the Oilers should be doing the many favors to get out of it. Yeah, well, like, let's, let's let's do the death ceremony: ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Yeah, oh yeah, Larson, you're fucking dead Fuck him. Fuck yep. that guy. Fuck you. My so, big thing is but, you want you want good players and you want cheap players, right? And the way to do that is to draft and develop your own impact players. And the Oilers are doing that with Bouchard and Broberg and Jones and Bear. And I just don't think I'm ready to sacrifice one or potentially two of them now or in the expansion draft because because you're trying to go all in for one year? Like, I don't know. That's just not smart to me. We've debated this before. I think there are smarter plays out there. I think you could I would go... never want somebody to be here who doesn't want to be here. Go away. That too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Bye. Go on <laughs> so your few... who, who, who do you suggest now? This like this, this cluff bomb thing is kind of a mm-hmm. game changer for us because now all of a sudden we've got $4 million of cap space. Now, hold here. on. What game? What cluff bomb thing? So if you didn't hear it in the last couple of days, Elliot Friedman came out and said there's some legitimate concern in Edmonton about the health of Oscar Clefbaum, not just the short-term health, but the long-term health. It's a situation that the Oilers are monitoring. Uh, yes. What's the matter with him? What? So apparently his shoulder's fucked again. His shoulder's fucked. And yesterday on the oil stream, Tom Gazzola and Dustin Nielsen danced around the word retirement. They refused to use it, and I can see why, because that's a heavy word, but they kind of said like, you know, there's no. It is not a hundred percent that he ever plays again. Um, yeah, and it, it sounds really bad. And apparently, there was even some talk that this injury aside, they had a hard time convincing him to come back to the bubble, and that there was a, a stretch where they thought he wouldn't play again this year, and he might just opt to completely sit out. Um, so that's where we're at with Clefbaum. It it sucks, honestly, because I mean, when he's healthy, he's the Oilers' best defenseman. I just, I mean, how bad, like, is the shoulder hanging off to the point where that's where he would consider retirement? Like, that was, that to me, that, that was mind-blowing. Well, look at what happened with Dustin Bufflin, right? Granted, Bufflin, eight years older than Oscar Clefbaum, so it's a little different. But Bufflin was just legitimately so sick 
of getting hurt and rehabbing and getting hurt and rehabbing and going through that rigorous thing because it is hard. It's a lot on a guy that mm-hmm. he gave up $7.6 million in the final year of his deal. He said, I'm done. So I, I maybe that's the same thing with Clefbaum here. Maybe he's just not in a good spot and he goes, I am sick and tired of playing, going through a rigorous rehab, getting my sh- shoulder or whatever's hurt surgically repaired, rehabbing, playing, getting it hurt again, rehabbing, playing, and going through that cycle where he just goes, maybe I just need a year off. Maybe I need to sit and let this thing fully recover and then do an off-season of training where I know I'm good and maybe I'll be a little bit more refreshed in 2021 or whatever it would be. Or maybe you go home with like $12 million in the bank and you're like, you know what, I'm going to play at home here in two years. And there's that too. Like, I mean, we don't know what the guy's like, really. Like, we don't know very much about Klepon. We know he's a very lovable, seemingly a very lovable guy. He always seemed to be having fun on the ice, too. But it might I be know everything situa- I need to know about Klepon because I've seen those abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With him, like, maybe you're right. Maybe he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? I've made whatever it is, 12 to $16 million in my career. And he just kind of goes, this ain't worth it anymore. Like I'm, I'm just exhausted from the rehab and all that. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think he's going to retire. I, I think, and I think a lot of people would agree with me that the, there's a good chance we do see him in Edmonton again, but I wouldn't say there's yeah. a great chance we see him in Edmonton next season. Yeah. Uh, looking will, with something like a shoulder, especially something that keeps getting re-injured. He needs a lengthy rehab. Like yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only way to much. give it a chance. It's the only way to give it a chance. And so, He's got to. He's got to take that runway because there's always been the pressure to come back, come yeah. back, come back, and just doing like the two, three month thing or whatever it is. And then, and so yeah, so I'm fine with that. Like, mm-hmm. give yourself the best chance to continue your NHL career. Like, and don't rush. Also, back. with and shoulders, your quality of life. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say shoulders can have a big impact on your day to day life outside of hockey. So it could be another again a situation where he's going. If my hockey career is over at 35, what are the 40, 50 years of my life like after that if my shoulder can't go, you know, higher than 50%, right? What if Oscar Kleffbaum loves doing handstands? And raising his hands in the air like he just don't care. There's no amount of money in the bank that will allow you to do your precious handstands if you're fucked. According to our friends at, shoulders. According to our friends at Puckpedia, currently... Oscar Clefbaum has a career earnings of $22.182 million. So he'll, he'll be fine. That is more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime. I promise you that. Uh, dare Jay, you, Tyler. Jay, you Tyler, asked. Shame on you. What? Yeah. Have some fucking self-respect. Yep. You never know. You might get hit by a bus. I don't think yeah. that's self-deprecating at all. Like I think that's You might a, accidentally get hit by a Jeff Bezos drone or some shit and settle out of court. You never know what a, life holds. A drone is going to like accidentally slice off one of my fingers while it's delivering wow. me a package in the year 2040, <laughs> and I'm going to get a $30 million settlement. You never I know, know, buddy. I think it's cute. What, I think it's cute you think one of your fingers is worth $30 bucks. <laughs> It might be if Jeff Bezos hits him with his car accidentally or something. That's what I'm yeah, saying, that's, right? That's Bezos money. Some settlement with Amazon. The guy, there was a guy who was in the nightclub when Puff Daddy and Jennifer Lopez were in the nightclub shootout. And he, I can't remember what he sued Puff Daddy for. It was like $400 million, and he wasn't even hit by a bullet. Huh. <laughs> you huh. could be that guy who filed a nuisance lawsuit against a famous rapper. There yeah. was a kid I went to. No, I played baseball with him growing up. I never went to school with him. He got hit by a bus when he was on vacation one year in Hawaii. And he got like a massive settlement once he turned 18. So good. The best. I think he just bought himself like a nice car or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what he did with the money, but I know he got money for it. Hell of a settlement. Um, Jay, you were asking me who the Oilers could potentially target. Now, if there's a chance, there's no more Oscar Clefbaum for the foreseeable future. Uh, Looking at the free agent list, courtesy of our friends at Puckpedia. uh, Because honestly, I think the Oilers are in a unique situation where they could probably sign a lefty or a righty. Like, you have Caleb Jones, you have Darnell Nurse, you have Bear, you have Larson. They're all going to be back next year. You could, I, I think you could do lefty or righty and still bolster your blue line a little bit. Um, granted, that depends what happens with Matt Benning, potentially. But I will list off these names, and you tell me if any of them uh, if any of them do the trick for you. Justin Schultz out of Pittsburgh, 29 years old, right-handed defenseman. Tyson Berry out of Toronto, 28, right-handed D-man. Tory Krug in Boston is a lefty coming off a year where he put up 49 points. Sammy Vatnin can play the left or the right side. And uh, he does shoot right, though, so he'd be better on the right. He's only 29 years old, coming off a decent year in Carolina, 23 points in 47 games. TJ Brody out of Calgary is a UFA. So is Travis Hamannuk. They're both around 30 years old. 
and uh, are both right hand. Or sorry, Hamannick's a right shooting D. Brody is a left shooting D. Chris Tanev in Vancouver, 30 years old, right-handed defenseman as well. And uh, that kind of does it for the guys who are around the age of 30 and would be quote-unquote impact names, in my opinion. Uh, anyone there? Jump off the page, G. How much is Krug, you think, looking for? Six or seven mil. Thanks, Smoke. I think, I think he'll he? get six. He's 29. Uh, I don't mind Krug. He's got... I don't either. He's got some heart, like... To me, Tyson Berry is is uh, offensive upside, but not a good defender. Um, so there, there's the risk, and you have to pay the same. If not, uh, he's probably yeah. chasing big smoke too, even though he's coming off an off year. Which I think Barry probably gets about one and a half less than Krug. You think so? Yeah. Like everything going into last, like everyone when when Barry left uh, Colorado to go to Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, he had one year left in his deal. Like everyone's saying he's going to sign a big ticket, like seven, eight million type thing, but then. He took a step back, so maybe you can cash in on that. But I'm just worried about him defensively. Like we need like some like stalwart leader, like lead, like a, a stalwart defenseman who can lead. And I don't think Barry can have that. I don't know if Cruz probably better. Not. Like Oscar Clefbaum, yeah. the the thing with that made Clefbaum so valuable is that the Oilers just played the hell out of him. Right, penalty kill, power yeah. play, five on five. That guy could eat minutes, and he could do it eat well. Minutes. So are you going to be yeah. able to find a guy on the free agent market that's all of a sudden going to come in and do all of that for you? I'm not sure if that guy's out there in Krug or... Well, um, Petrangelo is who well, it is. Yeah. Right? Like that, that's, that's that guy. And that was actually now. the other thing, too, with, with the Ekman-Larsen talk, is I kind of sat there and I went, before you pull the trigger on an Ekman-Larsen move, why wouldn't you try to sign... You go If you're going to pay Ekman-Larsen 8.25 and give up the pick and give up Bouchard, why wouldn't you yeah. first go to free agency and be like, hey, Petrangelo, do you want seven years times 8.25? And maybe you're outbidding everyone at that point. Yeah, that's fair. And you can, you protect your assets. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's also the trade market as well. Like, Ekman Larson at the top isn't going to come here by all reports unless I mean, maybe somehow the Oilers convince them that it's worth waving for. But some of the other names that are rumored to be out there uh, Matt Dumba in Minnesota is a right-handed defenseman. Keith Yandel is old and doesn't have a great contract, so I probably wouldn't touch him. Noah Hannafin in Calgary, probably not coming here. Uh, Brady Shea in Carolina is a left-handed yeah. defenseman with uh, four more years at $5.25 million, So I, I don't mind Brady Shea. It, I, I wouldn't hate the idea of Brady Shea. 5.25 is a fairly big ticket for a guy who's not quite proven it yet. Uh, Shane yeah. Gostas, Baron Philly, I'm not touching... Um, I'm reading names off Frank Cervelli's trade bait board, which has a ton of Oilers information loaded into it. Uh, he has Alec Martinez from Vegas in there. If Vegas needs to somehow free up some money, that's a name. One more year, 4.1. I wouldn't hate the addition of Alec Martinez to this blue line. I wonder nope. if Ken Holland wants needs the completed Donaire bracket uh, to send out as part of his wooing of potential, suit, uh, potential defensemen. I mean, it can't hurt, right? You know, in the next CBA, they've got to remove this fucking bullshit. No move, no trade. GMs, I think, nonsense. just have to collectively stop giving it out. I know, but like, but they, uh, they, yeah, they have to like, they either have to make a stance and just collude mm-hmm. and not do it because it's just fucking bullshit. At the end of the day, hockey is like, it is a business. Yeah. So, like, to be able to block things like that and just like it, it drives me crazy. And that's you what, know I- what I would do to try and get more free agents to like living here, I'd pay six supermodels to live in the legends. Mm-hmm. And be like, you never know who you'll see in the gym. Yep. Guy who doesn't want to play here. Homo, blah, 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 and blah. Be like, holy shit, you can see I, her training with her gym. I gym. would make a video highlighting all of the best parts of Edmonton and put it on a DVD and send it to the player. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, we need to see the Danny Heatley DVD. I, I, it's my life's goal to see it. I have a dream about that DVD that Cosmo from West Edmonton Mall, the mascot, is a key figure in it. I don't, of course he is. Like, it's Probably, just a promotional yeah. video of him, like, at the water park and laying in sun tanning, him going on the roller coaster at the mall, him walking in the river valley. I think that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a thousand percent. Palace um, balls. But you were talking Probably about you're talking about no no trade no move clauses. Everything that Peter Shirelli did, or ninety percent of what Peter Shirelli did, fucking sucked. the The big thing though, like it's going to be harder to trade Chris Russell because of the no move clause. Ryan Rashog brought up the idea of trading Miko Koskinen if they're going to go get a big name goalie. He said it's unlikely, but 
Koskinen, 15-team, no trade list. Like, it's hard to get out from bad contracts when these guys are overpaid and also can tell you where they want to go. Can we talk about a guy who reportedly does want to be here, though? I knew you wanted to get to this. It was next on my list. Please. Frank Saravalli reporting today that while nothing is close and nothing is imminent, there is positive, uh, you know, positive developments coming between the Oilers and Ryan Nugent Hopkins camp on a long-term extension. Bagged milk, the floor is yours. There's nothing more that I want than to see him go coast to coast on his career here at Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I would love it. The Nuge has been through so much shit in his time here. Coaches, GMs, horrible trades, weird wingers, and he's never once complained ever. Never once. And he's only gotten better through the entire process. And now that the Oilers finally have him in a place to succeed, be it with Connor or Leon on the wing, and he's a Swiss Army knife in a house of spoons because he can also play center if they need it. I just think it's a great fit for the Oilers. And if they're going to look for a winger, well, the best one that they have is probably, or the best one out there is probably the one they already have in house. So I was super pumped to wake up this morning. I had about five, six text messages first thing this morning from people being like, did you see that new just working on an extension? And I just, I was super pumped. The problem that I have though, is I've said it on this podcast on Oilers Nation Radio that the day he signs his extension, I'm going to go out buy all the flavors of Nugent mm-hmm. Hopkins jerseys. So I need more subscription to my OnlyFans account because that is yep. going to be a heavy ticket on the old credit card. <laughs> but I respect it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can imagine the Nuge winning a cup in Edmonton and everyone just being like, at long last, oh. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And he's kind of like the same age and he's twirling around and everyone's cheering. And then the ad on the board says, what, Jay? Noodle King. No. How did he get his ad on the boards? How did they get ahead of us and get their ad on the boards? This is my dream. I also have dreams of the Weathers winning the cup, and the first person that Connor gives it to is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Oh, it would of probably no, Leon, 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 Leon. It would no, probably no, no, be Leon. Nuge. Can you imagine? Nuge. Leon, yeah. Leon. Leon's going to score the cup winning goal. What and- if all three of them lifted at the same time? Oh my God. I'll turn into a beam of light and just ejaculate straight into space. Yeah, if I thought about it anymore, I'd poke a hole clean through my trousers. Okay. I'll, like, I'll be like, I'll throw myself against the glass at the arena. I'll be like such an emotional wreck. And it'll be like in a zombie movie when the zombies like don't know there's a pane of glass. They just keep smashing against it. That'll be me if all three of them hold the cup up together. And the new yeah. nation gear tee to follow kept Nuge forever. Oh, it writes yeah. itself. Oh, that oh. is yeah. a good idea. That's a good one. Oh. Forever. So what? Um, what do we think? Uh, what do we think the deal might look like? Seven or sorry, eight years because they're going to do it for life. Uh, eight years at seven million a season. Wow! If they do that, I honestly think that's excellent value for both the player and the team. Yep. The Nuge is so rich. How much would his career earnings be at that point? Like ninety million. Well, uh, he, signed yeah, exactly. a, he signed a, he signed 7x6 six or 8x6? Eight 7x6. Six. Right, right now, his After career, his career yeah, earnings are 38.3 right now. So that'd put him up, uh, I mean, $80 million in that range. Wow, U.S. Think of all the horses yeah, he could it. buy. Oh, all the horses. Exactly. He would have Think about that. Company. The Nugels made like $125 million Canadian by the time he's done. Good. Good. Uh, God, uh, good. good for you. You know what? Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. Guy just got married. He's developing. Dude, that's the types of guys you need in your room, man. Yeah. Like, he's a talent, but, like, God, he's, I just fucking love that kid. I do, too. And, like, again, the fact that he's a Swiss Army knife on this team is insanely valuable. He plays in all three zones on the ice, in all situations, power play, PK, even strength. He can play center if you need it. He can play with Connor. He can play with Leon. You can play 3C if that's what you want to do. Like, the Oilers don't have players like this outside of Nugent Hopkins. So, lock him up. Yep. And uh, actually, so the $7 million number, I put that in there. Here is the range of players who have signed for $7 million as unrestricted free agents. Uh, $7 million on long term deals. Anders Lee, Evander Kane, Max Pacioretty, Joe Pavelski, his recent deal. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk, Kevin Hayes, David Krejci. And uh, Ryan O'Reilly's up at seven and a half, so he's sort of the outer marker there. But that seems like a good range for Nugent Hopkins. I think he's better than pretty much all those guys, with the exception of Pavelski in his prime. Maybe Kessler Whoa, in his Ryan prime. Ryan O'Reilly. 
Uh, yeah, and O'Reilly, I said O'Reilly's the outer marker at seven and a half. I don't think Nuge is better than him, but it, that feels like a good range for, for Nuge is eight years, seven million. Unless, well, unless his agent looks at Kevin Hayes' deal and is like, yeah, fuck. we need more than that because his career high is 49 points and Nuge is fucking ripping past that, no problem. So eight years, 7.25 million. I also think you got to keep in mind we're in a pandemic now and for the next three years, the cap isn't going up. So I don't think Kevin Hayes' money, like, I, I mean, I'm sure it's a comparable, but there, there has well, to be some... That's why I could also see this happening sooner than later because, yeah. like you said, it's a pandemic. Nuge would lock himself in. He's got one year left plus another eight-year extension. That would provide him all the security he needs for the rest yep. of his life, and he's made playoff. Yeah, and that, as I say, the Oilers are the only team that can offer him an eighth year right now as well, which is important to remember. That extra money, it, you know, bumps up the yeah. AAV a little bit. I, I think that would help you get him at a better number, the fact you can and offer an eighth season. That's an extra pony. Easily an extra pony for Easily him. an extra oh, pony. Oh, that's, that's like a, a Kentucky Derby winning pony. Imagine mm-hmm. the Nuge has a racehorse when he retires. His name is just the amount of money he earned in the NHL. <laughs> That'd be like a bomb. 131762543 on the inside. I'd bet on it. I'd, I'd bet, bet on it, too. So, I bet on the Nuge is going to win a cup in an Oilers jersey, too, if he re-signs his contract. I bet my bottom dollar he'll win a cup. Um, this is something cool. I, th- this just totally caught me off guard. I am switching gears hard in the middle of this podcast, but I have a baseball playoff game on in the background right now. And uh, we were talking before we started recording of like content that maybe didn't get made in the NHL bubble. That might've been cool. We are in the middle of an elimination game, winner take all game in the MLB playoffs. And they're doing an interview with the center fielder while he stands in play center field. Like in the middle of an answer, he just caught a ball. What is that? Not the coolest shit ever. So like no what? So like you can see it. on really? my screen right now, like he's on the right side there. He's talking and playing center field. He just caught a in ball in active play. In active play, a fly ball was hit to him yep. and he caught it. Oh, that I one just he... went. See a ball just went right up the middle. Shit, he's got to make a play at home plate on this. And he's talking. Like, I didn't get narrating his way through. Yeah. I don't know if I can agree with that. <laughs> he's like that. No, that I don't agree with that either. We're like pure way is focused. So yesterday they did the same thing with the right fielder in Oakland. And he made like a crazy catch up against the wall. And then he was standing there catching his breath. And he like talked the broadcast team through his call. He was like, I knew I needed to be here. Time my jump at this point. I'm lucky that I got this done. It's amazing content. But like, that's amazing. That's such a potential distraction. Yeah, he's basically David Attenborough for that game while also. That's amazing. His throw into the at home to the plate was not very good. Speaking of uh, MLB playoffs, now that the Jays are out. That means I should be getting my flat Frank here very quickly from the Blue Jays. Oh, they're going to send it to you? Yeah, I'm excited about it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, how much did you have to pay for that, for them to ship it to you? It wasn't much, man. It was oh, really? like 40 bucks total. Wow. Yeah, it was nothing. What if the flat Frank is like folded up into quadrants? Like It's like wrinkled. It's like stuff. That would make it even funnier to me. I don't know. Because <laughs> the picture of him is so sad. He's the saddest looking dog <laughs> of all time. So it makes me happy. For those who don't know, Bag Milk sent his dog to the Toronto Blue Jays to be a virtual cardboard cutout in the stands for all their home games. And Not I threw a, a hat on him. Cutout, a real one. I, I threw a hat on oh, him. Yeah. He hates wearing clothes. So he just looks so bummed out about the whole thing. And the Blue Jays actually reached back out and they're like, are you sure you want this sad dog photo? And I'm like, yes, absolutely I do. Just, and then you respond and say yes, but only show it when they're losing so he can be a sad dog when they're losing. The he game. popped up on TV a lot. He got, I got my That's I got funny. my 40 bucks worth. Um, before we keep moving on here, we have a new friend here at the Real Life Podcast. It is Twig and Berries. Find them online, twigandberries.ca. And how about this? I think this is the first time we've ever done this in podcast history. We're making history. I know. I'm excited. We have a promo code to use. I feel like we're Woo! a real podcast right now. We That's arrived. right. We, if, arrived. we do? Yeah, Big we got business. a fucking promo code, boys. Cool. So if you head to twigandberries.ca, they got a ton of great stuff. They got hoodies. They got socks. They have underwear, which is their big thing. They are killing uncomfortable underwear one pair at a time. They got apparel as well. And if you use the code nation 15 you will get 15% off your total purchased at twigandberries.ca. It is for the everyday caveman. They are a great local company, so you're going to feel good because you're rocking some comfortable underwear. You're going to feel good because you're supporting a good local company, and you're going to feel good because you're saving 15% with the promo code NATION15. You got to love that. I do love that. I'm going to go pick me up uh, some new undies by Nutsack. 
What do you mean you need new underwear? What do you? What's your current state of underwear? Threads? Uh, the, I have a couple pairs that are, yeah, they're getting the threads. Like, they're starting to rip when I put them on, and I'm like, yeah, that's uh, a... <laughs> I need I need new pair. And you live, with a, you live with a lady, Tyler. You need to step your game up. You need yeah, twig and berries. I do. I'm looking here. They're, uh, they're some nice ones. Yeah, I might throw in an order here. Don't mind me. Speaking of, speaking of fresh gear, Jay, what's the deal with the new nation gear hoodie? Ooh, yeah. Pretty fly. Our, so dope. Yeah. Our next uh, design collaboration with Mobilize, Dusty um, made a, Dusty Legrand made uh, a, 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 basically a mobilized version of the nation logo. So it's, uh, it's a collab hoodie uh, that we dropped, just launched today. Uh, and we're donating 10% of proceeds to the Edmonton Two Spirit Society. So a cool uh, local Indigenous charity. So, yeah, Dusty, that, that, I've, I've got so much time for that guy, and he's doing so much he's good great. things in our community, and uh, he designs cool shit. So super pumped we were able to drop that today. And, you know, fall's coming. It's crisp in the air. It's hoodie season, so why not? And I think I saw him at the London Drugs in St. Albert like a month and a half ago. I'm sure you did. He's everywhere. Uh, that is a very cool hoodie, though. Check it out, nationgear.ca. When you click on the hoodie on the side, there's also a little write-up with a message from Dusty that explains the hoodie a bit. Very well done. Good job, Nation Gear. Good job, Jay. Good job, Dusty, and everyone at Mobilize. They're a, another fantastic company you should go check out. Mm-hmm. So uh, that concludes the ad read for Twig and Berries, which is great. I love them, man. That is great. I'm happy we're partnering with them. What's the promo code again? Nation15. Nation15. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, you know what? It's time for this. Previously on Big Brother. Should also note we're going to get to our locks of the week in a second, brought to you by Odd Shark. Uh, but Big Brother talk. There David. is. Okay. Well, I'm going to go first. David. I demand to go first. <laughs> David. David. I actually think it was smart of David to do that. What? I think it was smart of David to go for the money because although he won't say it, I think this dude knows he's not going to fucking win this year and he doesn't give yeah, a shit if he, I don't think he cares if he's in the house or if he's in the jury house because he's not going to win. And uh, I just think he said, you know what? 10K would be a lot better than no K. And he took it. And I still don't think they're going to evict him this week. I think they're going to evict Kevin. I, think, it's the I think he's lucky. Way, right? I, the think he's, yeah. back way. I think he's lucky and he won't. But like it's... <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like, like, try to like stay alive, and like, it, he wasn't the last guy mm-hmm. coming up with the 10k shirt. You got to like make it look a certain way. Like, the thing with David is actually over the last <laughs> few weeks, I'm starting to like the guy. It's just all of his mistakes and what he thinks is right. I just, I'm, I'm gobbling it up. It's entertaining as shit. He's actually say. been, yeah, he's actually added to the season because of just the hilarious blunders he makes. And then he doubles down and does that. And just the way he did it, like, yeah. just try to hide it. Try to look like you were trying to find the answer shirt and that you couldn't. So then you went for the money and said, fuck it. Like, cause I was already going to lose. Yeah. Like, don't like, it was just, he just misplayed it. He, he probably had the right idea, but like, he, but, does, he just doesn't think through the execution. My favorite part about it was to how satisfied he was with his decision yeah. until he spoke to Cody about it. Oh, yeah. And then Cody was just like, you got to lay low, man. Like, this was not the plan. Kind of, And he was just like, at the end of the episode, he's like, well, I think I may have made a mistake. And it just it made me laugh out loud because Jay, you're a thousand percent right. The reason I've started to love David is because he's actually moving the plot along and making yeah. it entertaining. Because he's so bad at this game that it is so funny to me, and he's so much fun to watch. I need him in. I need him to make I it know. through this triple eviction. So like when when Cody hits him with the noose, you just see his like face, like the sad puppy dog face form. Realize like shit, I actually fucked up. Oh, uh, that and was, in the uh, first round of OTAP too, like the very first round, <laughs> it was the best. Everybody was so confused, and he's all pumped with himself. He's like ten grand, but like Tyler said, he's not winning this thing. So get your bag, player. Go home with that ten k. Secure Ooh, that oh bag. My God, fuck, that was funny. That was so funny. Oh fuck. Yeah, David is. Uh, I, it, now it's going to get interesting. One, one of him or Kevin are going home, and now it's this wild ass triple eviction. Where the thing I like about double evictions usually in Big Brother is that's when they like to take big swings because it's like ripping yeah. off a band aid, right? If you want to get out someone yeah. who's in your alliance, you do it during the double eviction, and it's like, all right, there's really not a lot of aftermath because everyone's heads are sw- yeah. spinning. So in a triple eviction, I think there's a chance we see like two legitimate big name contenders go home this week. 
Oh, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. Like it's, 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 because it, it, also like it's it, it's not a slow death. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a quick bullet to the head and move on to the next one. So like it totally like that's when you shoot your shots. Uh, so it's gonna be this is gonna be the like a triple eviction. This is gonna be the best episode of Big Brother ever because you know for someone who likes like pace and intensity and drama and like big moves, like it's just gonna be one after the other. And then like veto competition right after, and then those quick huddles where everyone's just like whispering and like. Like everyone's just scattered and like crazy decisions are made. Like it's going to be unreal. Give me the best. Yeah, tonight's episode this is, is where, going to be very good. What do you think predictions here? Like uh, in terms of how it's going to go down? Um, Cody's one HOH, so he's yeah. he's he's vulnerable for that first competition. So that's that's actually scary for him. If someone else wins that wants to try to big swing, like yeah. someone like Danny's scary, right? Because Danny's she's just like looming around and like plotting everyone's death. Uh, and I don't know why they're not trying to target her now. Like she should have been the backdoor conversation for that yeah. alliance. She's the one that's the scariest one out of all of them. Christmas is the most loyal person. Like she will, she will, she will live and die by the alliance. So like you want the person who's already kind of snaking around. Mm-hmm. So finally, we're starting to see Nicole talk a little bit of game and kind of put some things in motion. I thought that was great that she went and talked to Christmas and like told her what Danny's up to. Like I kind of like that kind of stuff. Like at least Nicole's like trying to play, and then let's talk about Nicole. How about her trying to get up at the OTEP ramp? Fuck, that was painful. oh, that she was, was so, so funny, bad though. at it. So funny. Like obviously the production and and and, and now they edited like it made it look like she was trying to go up for like ten minutes while Cody was trying to find his T-shirt. But wow, yeah, she could just not get any traction at all, and then to to have the other guys pass her and go up while she was still spinning her tires is pretty great. I uh, think that. Uh, today, I think that because it's the triple eviction, I think that there's going to be the, the the people that are weak in competition are not going to have a good day. Like, Nicole hasn't won anything. Danny's barely won anything. I could see both of them going home. I think Danny's I, I done. Like, Danny's done. I, I feel like Danny. Beast Mode Christmas is going to come out today. Yeah, I think Christmas might win the next HOA. So I think, you know what would be awesome? Is if our boy David can win one, and just to see where his head's on and what he's thinking the big move is. Can you imagine him I trying to uh, him trying to navigate his way through like a the panic of a double eviction? Oh I yeah, I love it. I, I would love it. it. I need it. I need the live feeds in his brain. Yeah, so we can I would, hear what he is thinking. Wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden David just goes on a run of wins that nobody saw coming to close things out? I don't you know expect what? it to happen, but no. I would love to watch I'm that. here for it if it happens. Yeah. Like I'm slowly, I'm, I'm just slowly. Because the thing about David is that he's not floating. He's actually trying to play the game. He just doesn't know how to play it. And like that to me has now become endearing. So I wouldn't mind seeing him you know, go far along. Yeah, it's uh, oh, he's almost like that team that's always in the basement, right? And I don't want to call him a loser because I think that's hard, but it's the lovable loser concept where when someone messes up and is so bad for so long that eventually it's just impossible to hate them because it's like, ah, come on, they're harmless, right? He feels like a harmless character this season. Uh, but the reason I think I Danny's going home is because you look at her biggest enemies and it's Tyler, it's Christmas. I think to an extent, Cody would turn on her as well. I think Enzo. Ooh, has I don't know. After those, I don't know. I think Danny. I think Danny and, and Cody have a thing. Um, and but I was going to say the, Enzo. The Colts are an enemy. Yeah, but I I think a lot like or so. Even if you leave Cody out of it, Enzo, Tyler, and uh, Christmas. That's three of the best physical competitors left in the house. So I think there's a chance she's gone just because the odds of one of those three pulling out an HOH win is probably pretty good. I was I was pulling for the meow meow last night in the in the yeah, yeah. in the veto because I yeah. desperately wanted him to pull somebody down just because Enzo's diary room conversations are so entertaining. He's the best, uh, and I would have loved to see him mix it up with uh, with a veto win last night. So I'm hoping Enzo makes it through tonight as well. I think Enzo's just bored as fuck. I think he's sitting in there being like, Jesus, can something interesting start happening? Like it's just been this one alliance running things. But it's just funny how he talks. Like, everything's so grandiose, and it's like a big, like, you know, mafia play or whatever. Like, he's always talking, like, grandiose, but he's so entertaining. He's actually not a threat in competition. Granted, he did finish second in the veto, but, like, he doesn't really show up too much in the competition. I think he has the ability to win, though. Yeah. Fair. All right. That's good, uh, good Big Brother talk, guys. And it still makes me happy every time I see Enzo with a white cloth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is good I stuff. Love 
I love the man. Well, I do. I, I, lo- I love his whole character. All right. Um, we got one more thing to cross off the list today, and it is brought to you by oddshark.com. They are your home for sports betting information. Everything you need to be an educated better. It's made me better, and I've been on a hell of a heater as of late. Uh, one of my favorite bets going right now is betting on there to be no three consecutive scores in a football game. It hit on the Monday nighter. I'm hoping it hits tonight in the Thursday nighter between the Jets and Broncos as well. But if you head to Odd Shark, they got all the spreads posted up there, and we are going to do our real-life locks of the week. We're coming off a good week. We were 3-1. and one. Our record on the year is now 5-7, and seven. so a decent week here, and we could be back up to 500 on the year. Uh, Chalmers sent his in on the uh, the text chat, I believe, since he's not on the podcast today. So we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but looking through the lines, there are some very interesting ones, but there's one that absolutely jumps off the page to me. It is Seattle minus four. Or sorry, they're up to minus seven now. They opened at minus four. They're now at minus seven against the Miami Dolphins. I uh, I love that line. I, I think they can win by a touchdown. So I'm going to take Seattle minus seven against the Miami Dolphins. That is going to be my lock of the week. Uh, anyone want to go second here? I am going to take a Green Bay over the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I just I just like the idea of it. Seven and a half points, eh? Yep. Packers oh. minus seven and a half against. Uh, to be fair, the the Falcons are just an absolute shit show, and I think I think Quinn is a dead man walking. Like I think it's probably his last game coaching. Um, so I, I don't I, hate I was that gonna bet say either. All, I was going to say all of that. Well, if you go to Odd Shark, <laughs> they have a matchup preview of that game right now. So, uh, I mean, bag milk, 52% of the public money is on the Packers to win and cover that spread. And uh, you can go up there and you can look. Basically, all the offensive numbers favor Green Bay. The total score so far this year, their rushing yards, their time on the field, yards per play, everything but passing yards favors them. I like that pick. Jay, who's your lock? Uh, well... You know, my brownies are plus five uh, against Dallas, which is always very interesting. And this is one of those games where, you know, they they play their first game of the season against Baltimore, so they're playing against an absolute machine. And they're start, still, like, under a new coach. So they still are kind of, like, you know, lost in the wilderness a little bit, but they're starting to gel. I just, I think at plus five, that's good. But I don't know if I just always want to be talking about the Browns. So maybe I'll just kind of step back from that one, but I will be betting on that one. Um, but uh, for the sake of conversation, you know what? I'm also a big Josh Allen guy, and only only oh, minus yeah. three. I think they can win by more. Bop over Las Vegas. Let's go, baby. That, that was my secondary play, actually. I was going to go Bills minus three. I think that's a good pick as well. So we got Chalmers, who is taking the Colts minus three points. That's where he's going with his pick. I'm going Russ Wilson and the Seahawks minus seven. Jay is going Bills minus three, and uh, Bagged Milk is going Packers minus seven and a half. Playing some good football. I don't hate that at all. That all is brought to you by Odd Shark. We'll review our picks on Monday and talk to our good friend Scott Hastings on that podcast as well. Uh, We got Big Brother 15. We talked about Keep Nuge forever, how it might happen. We talked about the cleft bomb injury news and whether or not he'll be in the lineup next year. Oliver Ekman Larson has said he he does not want to come to Edmonton, or at least he's told the Coyotes that he doesn't want to come here and won't waive his no-movement clause, so it seems like that is off the table. The last thing I wanted to touch on, our Finnish insider, Jay Downton, I feel like I need to make up like a Finnish version of your name to throw to for this segment, but... That's a soft J. Soft J. Yeah, it's yay. Yeah, yay, yay, yay Dunton. Yay, Um Jay, you got some news potentially on JP from our Finnish friends? Well, last week you asked me to reach out to uh, to my friends in Finland. I've been poking and prodding, give me some updates on uh, on Yesipuli RV. They didn't really have anything yet, but then a, a few days kind of went past, and I'm just getting flooded with Instagram DMs um, from uh, our friends in Finland saying that uh, it's basically more than uh, a lock that it's happening, uh, that Puli RV will be signing in Edmonton, which is also strange because today... God just traded for his right, so now mm-hmm. who really fucking knows? But having said that, they're they're making it seem like it's a certainty, and they are excited. And I'm continually getting sent uh, pulley every gold clips. I got someone this morning; he scored. I don't know if you know that. Um, so the Finland's buzzing. Finland's buzzing because they believe Puliyarvi is signing, and we should know within the next week or two. I love it. Reports it's going to be between 1.2 to 1.5 million. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm, 
I loved watching him score goals when he was here. So I'm still, although I've been pessimistic about the chances of him playing in Edmonton again since this whole contract dispute started, I will say I will root real hard for him once he gets here again. Because I he's I'm a fun player to, to watch. He is a fun player to watch, and I'm also I also very much enjoy watching him lick his own eyelid. So I'm looking forward to that coming back as well. Aren't we supposed to be mad at him and shit? I think I don't know. Uh, I think it's I think it's easy to see both sides of this issue. You know, he was a kid, immature. He's maturing now. You know, he's an asset in our system that we don't have to trade anything for. That's oh, I I get it. And we can like this. It's you know, it's 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 we're giving him a second chance and. You know, never do the Oilers give people second chances. They always trade them for nothing. We we normally sign big dollars for second chances, and this is actually the reverse. So we're going to get him on a deal on a show me contract, and either you know he's an Oiler for the long term, or he gets traded. Either way, it puts us in a position where we're not just wasting the fourth overall pick from the draft a few years back. I'm so, happy for Rick, quite frankly. Yeah, Rick well, is pumped. Rick is Rick is super pumped. Finland is pumped. Because the one thing we've been doing, we've been Oilers missionaries incepting Scandinavia for a few years now and converting them slowly, one by one, into Oilers fans. So just, Finland, big, big Oilers fans, and they're very excited to see this. So that's the Finn, other meaning of missionary. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about it. <laughs> the no, Finn you were, you're in love the fit. You Finn ratty ass underwear. No players. <laughs> All right. Well. That was a fun episode of uh, the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Oodle Noodle. 10% of all in-store proceeds going to the Bissell Center this week, so go check it out. You got to have it at least once a week. I think it's healthy. I think doctors would recommend that you have Oodle Noodle at least once a week. Adding in an asterisk, no actual doctor has said that. We are not liability for any medical complications. Uh, We're also brought to you by twigandberries.ca, essentials for the modern-day caveman. No judgment, no shaming, no fancy words. Just Real Men. It's a local men's apparel company with a great selection of shirts, hoodies, socks, and underwear. You can get it for 15% off. Nation 15. And I know we got females that listen to this podcast, but you know what? Christmas is coming up. For the guy in your life, husband, boyfriend, maybe maybe you need to get something for your dad or a brother. Go check them out. Everyone wants to be more comfortable. Twig and Berries helps you do that. Twigandberries.ca. Use the promo code Nation15. And uh, there you go. Guys, thanks for giving me some time. We'll talk again on Monday. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to have an Oilers trade or two to talk about by Monday. For real? Oh, yeah, boy. I got a feeling something will break. Well, it's, the draft's on like Wednesday or something, isn't it? Tuesday. Yeah, t- Tuesday, There's Wednesday. real unholy about the draft being on Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday uh, draft. Friday is the beginning of free agency. It's going to be a world. can't throw a party, so it may as well be on a Wednesday. Just this real year, quick. due to COVID, September 8th is Christmas. Speaking of COVID, just real quick, did you see the Lightning passing around the, the Stanley Cup and just letting yeah. whoever they want to drink out of it? Letting whoever they want to drink out of it. And then I saw a picture of Blake Coleman putting his baby in the Stanley Cup. And I'm like, dude, strangers have been drinking out of that in the middle of a pandemic. Don't put your baby in What's going in on? What a dummy. What is going on? In They're, Florida, and which then, is bloody ground zero for all this. And then Alex Killorn comes out and, like, on the stage, into the mic, while there's, like, 15,000 people at their watch party or 1,500 people at their watch party, whatever number it was. Each one is ridiculous. He goes, I want to thank the governor for opening up the bars just in time to let the boys come back and party. And it's like, <laughs> dude, why do, you, why do you think you were in a bubble? Why? Uh, dude, I'm in the midship lounge of the Titanic. It's two-for-one wines and BOGO oysters. There is no lineup <laughs> right now. <Come> on. <laughs> but the boat's sinking. What? Yeah, um, that's not a great look. But, no, oh, well, what are you going to do? All right, episode 218 <laughs> of the Real Life Podcast. Guys, we'll talk again on Monday. Shout out to Oodle Noodle. Shout out to Twig and Berries as well. Follow both of our sponsors online. Follow them both on Instagram. There you have it. I'm Tyler Rumchuk. This episode is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.